encouraged to be great artists. My name is Matt Anderson. Thank you so much for joining us. I would invite you to please subscribe or follow this podcast. And if it's possible, give us a five-star review. Well, today we're going to talk about art and timing. And when you're involved in the creative process, uh, you can easily find yourself stuck in the midst of a project. This is something every artist knows all too well. I mean, it happens to all of us. Um, Certainly you've experienced this. There's no doubt. Um, Sometimes we hear those stories about uh, people who are able to just put something together, a, a script or a novel or a painting within a few days. And, uh, and wow, I, I just sit back in awe and wonder uh, and yes, that, that does uh, happen sometimes. Um, sometimes it, it, it's needed, and, and, and sometimes the timing of the moment calls for something to be made, uh, and that soon. Um, I'll give you a, a, an example of this. Uh, Arthur Miller, the playwright, um, famous for Death of a Salesman, um, he was inspired to write another very famous play, The Crucible, uh, which later became a film, uh, but he actually wrote that uh, in the uh, in the the 50s in response to uh, Joseph McCarthy and his hearings of the House Committee on Un-American Activities, as uh, in his zeal to root out communism um, within government and entertainment and other places. Uh, he really did go too far, and lives were being destroyed simply because of what people believed in, political ideology, whether you agree with it or not. And so he um, thought it'd be perfect to write a play about the Salem witch trials. And in a way, he was he was using that as a metaphor to uh, to compare what was going on in Washington uh, with the Salem witch trials. A few centuries before, uh, it, it was a work that just could not be delayed, and it was potentially dangerous to his career. Obviously, he could have been called before that committee and ruined. Uh, but it needed to be done, and and rather soon. Uh, we think of the great protest songs of the '60s and '70s. Uh, they're they're now just classified as oldies or classics in in rock and roll. Um, but they couldn't wait. I mean, these, these as the Vietnam War was uh, progressing, um, these artists knew they had something they needed to say, and they needed to say it soon. Uh, and it and it worked. And there are many examples of legendary songs today that uh, we we often even forget um, what they were tied to. You know, I think of the Marvin Gaye song "What's Going On." Um, that was a that was a protest song. And, and again, within that moment, it needed to be uh, put, put out there. Regardless of what side of the conversation you were on, it needed to be introduced into the conversation. Um, it really was the, one of the biggest phases of rock and roll ever. 
And then some works take longer. I mean, depending on who you ask, um, some say Da Vinci took four years uh, to paint the Mona Lisa. Some say it was actually much longer. But um, what seems pretty clear that what really held things up with the Mona Lisa was that he had personally, Da Vinci, he had become so personally attached to the painting that he could not part with it. Um, it, it took J.K. Rowling six years to finish the first Harry Potter book. Um, and if you're a fan of Lord of the Rings, you may well know that J.R.R. Tolkien, it took him 16 years to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which if you read it, <laughs> 16 years seems like he flew by to get all that done. I mean, when you're creating new worlds out of nothing, it's, it's going to take a little time. Unless it's a commission that we've been given, most works are just our creation. They, they don't necessarily have a due date. Um, and those things can fall into delay. Uh, there is something about an external force upon us that can um, sort of speed track the creative process for us, but most really don't fall into that category. Um, and, and it doesn't always have to be a, a bad thing when we're delayed in something. Um, sometimes it's just plain understandable that the progress be delayed. So what I'm doing here in this podcast, I'm not trying to offer, <laughs> I'm not trying to offer excuses for procrastination. Uh, most of us don't need those anyway. Uh, but maybe you've been delayed or a project has even been shelved and, and you have ambivalent feelings about that. What I want you to know in this podcast is there may be legitimate, re, a, a legitimate good reason for the delay. So let me, let me just give you four. Sometimes it's just our life circumstances that cause a delay. Um, you know, the day-to-day -day challenge just of being you. Um, we're, we're not full-time at this. And, I mean, we have to make money to pay the bills. And so if you're creating, you have to do it before work or after work, which can be difficult because you could be very tired uh, after work and not inspired before it. We're busy people. Um, it, we, we still want to have relationships in our life. We want to fulfill our duties uh, as, as people or parents. Um, I alluded to J.K. Rowling when she wrote the first book. Uh, she was a single mom working full time. I mean, that kind of limits creative time. So sometimes our life circumstances are such that um, a delay has to happen. Number two would be uh, life changes. There are things that we encounter, we go through an event, uh, which can keep us from creating. Um, I'm, you know, I'm probably talking to a lot of people in this audience who maybe fit into this category. Uh, your job changes. And then, so, you know, you have to move. Or uh, someone in your family is going through a tough time and they, they need your help, your attention. You go through a personal health crisis or, or you've gone through a loss. Somebody you loved is, is no longer here. I mean, that, 
that can throw a monkey wrench into the works like, like nothing else. And sometimes it's not wise to create in the midst of our grief. Uh, here's the third reason for a delay. You're just not ready. I mean, as, as you try to work on this particular piece, maybe you realize you've kind of hit the wall. You've hit the wall creatively, and it's not even from the standpoint of keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. But you, you hit a place where some more expertise is going to be required of you that you do not possess at the moment. You, you've sort of hit the wall creatively. You, you may not be at the place or the season of life where you can complete it. Look, sometimes you just got to do more living. You haven't experienced enough. You haven't taken in enough. More maturation has to happen in your life. More, more skill, more craft has to be formed within you to, to make this what we want it to be. And, and we're just not at that place right now. Um, maybe writing a 700-page novel was not the best idea when this is your first. Now, some folks can do it. But unless you're a seasoned writer and storyteller, it's a monumental task. And, and maybe that needs to be set aside until you have more experience under your belt. Um, I think this is just really important to understand as we walk with Jesus. I mean, he's meant to be our artistic partner in this whole endeavor. And I think he can make this known to us. And we can reach a point where, wow, God, why is, why is this so hard? And the Lord may be able to say, because you're not ready. The idea is there. This isn't a tease, but it's something that's going to be carried out later. And he, he may tell us to shelve it for a while until he says we're ready. Uh, the fourth reason is that the audience is not ready. And again, timing is everything uh, in life and in art. And we can be too early for the audience in our creations. Now, again, that, that all depends on how much success means to you financially or in fame or otherwise. And I'm not trying to cheapen it. I'm not trying to make all this worldly. But, you, you know, some of us, we, we want to make sure that what we do lands and lands well. That's, that's kind of why we're doing it. Um, now, some artists like, I don't care if anyone understands. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to be that guy. But, but sometimes the audience just isn't ready. And if we're okay with that, then go forward. But we, just, we, we shouldn't be surprised if it's not necessarily received well. When a work is well-timed, it can obviously bring a lot of success um, to the person who's creating. Really, the novel To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee, it had perfect timing. I mean, it, it was released in the early 60s at the height of the civil rights movement and, and the South having to do with Jim Crow laws and policies as there was... Uh, increased pressure from the rest of America that the South needed to change. And it was perfect. Timing was perfect. On the other hand, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, he released The Great Gatsby, um, but it received very little critical praise. In fact, Fitzgerald earned $4,000 
from the book in his lifetime. I mean, it wasn't until after his death that his book was sort of rediscovered. Um, it became a beloved 20th century novel. It's now called sort of the essential book depicting the jazz age of America. And it's read in classrooms all around the country. Timing. Now, what I can't do is tell you why your project isn't moving forward because I'm not the Holy Spirit. But what I can do is implore you to submit this to the Lord and see whether it's one of those reasons. Maybe maybe he wants to give you a break from it and send you to something else. Uh, we, we just need to be real with him so we can find out if it's too soon, uh, whether we're not ready, or whether we're just getting a little lazy, to be honest. All I'm saying is, please give the Creator a chance to either tell you, hold up, or press on. As I look back, I have probably had three, three major stalls in my writing career. Two of the three involve novels. I, I just think anytime I try to write fiction, <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Uh, when I was initially writing my Christmas novel, The Art of Christmas, uh, that thing got delayed for over a year, maybe a year and a half, because I just got stuck. And I, I needed an idea because I didn't want the book to be outlandish. I didn't want it to be a copy of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, I wanted it to make sense, but I wanted it to be rooted in reality. And I could not get the idea. And so for a year and a half, I only had a few chapters done. And within seconds one day, as I was speaking to my friend Justin, I said, yeah, here's where I'm at. And I'm telling you, in three seconds, he said, oh, you should probably blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you, it was like the Holy Spirit just spoke through him. And instantly, the light bulb was back on. And we were off to the races. Uh, but that was a year and a half. Um, the second one, the, the second course, is the novel that I, I, I've been working on. If you've been listening to the podcast, I've alluded to this a couple of times. There's a novel I've been working on, but I can't seem to get to a place where it isn't lame. I don't know if that makes sense. If, if, you're, if you're a fiction writer, um, then you know what I'm talking about. I, I don't, I'm not trying to write a Christian book even though it is dealing with Christian characters. It is dealing with a pastor. It's dealing with his family. It's dealing with church ministry. But I don't want this to be a Christian book. Does that make sense? Uh, 
I want this, I just want this to be a good story that would appeal to anyone. And it's almost that, that whole, do I want to make a Christian movie or do I want to make a good movie? And I, I know that sounds awful to say, but too often we're so, we're so concentrated upon this needs to be a good Christian movie that it just ends up lame. And I, I don't want to do this with the novel. And I, I just really hit the wall on it. I just thought, oh, this is like Lamesville, population one. And I, I, I just got stuck. Um, and so a few weeks ago, I was, I was looking through my files and going, maybe going through some old ideas. And uh, I came across a nonfiction book idea that I had four years ago. Um, here's how far I had gotten into it. I had actually laid out the book. I had mapped it out, the major sections, even like chapter themes and titles. Um, I was going to base it on a sermon series that I had done. Um, now the book, this is going to be super mysterious, sorry, but it's meant to be a very practical book. Um, and the reason I, I really didn't get any further was I couldn't figure out how to carry out the idea. Um, I could have just written a book on a upper theoretical sort of a level, you know, like this is important. And, you know, here's, here's the Christian, um, here's the biblical reasons for this. And, and it could have been all very nice and good, but I really wanted a tool. I wanted to make something that was a tool to better someone's spiritual life, put it that way. And I just couldn't get there. I thought, yeah, how do I carry this out now? Um, and I, I just, I could not get over the hump. Um, I, I couldn't figure out how to make it usable to the reader and kind of take it to that next level. Uh, and again, sorry for all the generalities, but I'm, I am trying to keep this more on the secretive side. But anyhow, I had a bit of a breakthrough as I was looking over that material again on how to make the application of the book a reality. And it was such a great moment because I thought, yes, this is how, and again, the specifics of it still, I've not worked out in my head, but I at least have the general idea and the idea for a tool to use with the book. Because um, again, we, I, I want this to be something that improves people's spiritual lives. Otherwise, there really wasn't a point in writing it other than to pat myself on the back and say, I wrote that. Um, but for whatever reason, I had the idea this time, and now it's kind of full steam ahead. So I've, I've put the novel on the shelf, and this is the project I'm resurrecting and moving ahead with. Um, I'm clearly not personally ready to do the novel yet, um, but I seem to be ready to do this. Uh, now, we can only hope the audience <laughs> will be ready. That'll be a whole different thing. Now, let me say this again. You need to hear from the Lord on this stuff. We, we, we're not, you know, and I've said this before, we're not independent artists. We really aren't. Just because a project is hard doesn't mean we need to shelve it. The, the Lord may want us to just depend on Him, grit our teeth, and push through. Then again, He may give us the weight signal. He, he does that a lot if you've lived with Him long enough. And look, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in telling your friends. They'll be like, what are you working on right now? And you're like, well, 
<laughs> I was working on something, but I've kind of delayed. You know, people won't necessarily understand that. Um, but what is important is to be working. Maybe it's something less intense for you to work on, something shorter, something simpler, just to get the juices going again. What we honestly have to believe is that if the Lord says, not this yet, he will also say, try this instead. Going into dry dock, again, unless we are really in, in like grief or in really tough loss, going into dry dock is not wise and can quickly become a permanent home for us if we're not careful. I don't know about you, but if you're creative, you probably have a list of ideas somewhere. Hopefully you do, because things will just happen. I'll be driving, I'll be grocery shopping or watching television, and suddenly an idea. And I have a little notes thing on my phone where I keep all these ideas. Uh, these are just little momentary explosions of inspiration <laughs> Uh, that I get for various books or stories. And I know most of these probably won't ever be acted upon. And that's quite all right. But when you're in delay mode, it may be a good time to go back to the idea pile. Maybe there was something you, you did start and you shelved and go back to the shelf. Or maybe there's something brand new that you just had the idea for. And suddenly when you see it, bam. Now, look, by nature, we artists are control freaks. We, we like to have charge of our space and our talent. But the truth is, in this endeavor, we, we really have little control at all. Because at some point, at some point, we can't be Da Vinci and just, you know, we, we can't do the whole Gollum, my precious thing with what we make. We, we have to let that bird fly and then let the world weigh in on our efforts. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or in between. And I guess that's when we find out if the timing was right. So little that we can control. But let the great artist, the great creator, control you. And be your advisor and your partner in your creating. So if that means not now, just know that in his goodness, he will say, but this. Well, we appreciate you being a part of the MattCast. Please share this with a friend. We would love to expand our MattCast family. For questions or comments, you can email me at mattcastworld at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. For more information about our books and resources or to hear our archives, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time.